Well, if you'll turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 16. And uh, choir, that sounded wonderful. You guys uh, filled up that song wonderfully. That was so nice. And the congregational singing, that was fun, that was fun to sing with you. Oh, thank you. And uh, the trumpets over yonder, those add so much. And then the, the keyboardist, thank you all. Mm. Make sure that's safe. Uh, it is so good to be with you here today. Uh, and uh, boy, the, the Lord is so wonderful. He's so worthy of our praise. <clears throat> and you find that life makes a lot more sense when he's the center of it. When you're thinking about him, serving him, <clears throat> looking forward to being with him up in heaven one day. So here in Acts chapter 16, I want to preach a message called Songs in the Night. Songs in the Night. Uh, boy, uh, there are times when songs are so helpful, aren't they? Um, children at nighttime, I remember I used to get in trouble because it, at, at, I was across the hall from my parents and it would be dark and that would, you know, your imagination wakes up when you're little. And I remember sitting there in the dark and I would, good night, mom and dad, good night. And I would wait for a little while. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams, Jerry. See you all in the morning. And eventually I would keep coming up with stuff until my dad would say, good night, Jerry. You know, but I know there's sometimes nothing more comforting than if mom would come over into the darkness and maybe sing a song to you when you're afraid. I know music is such a blessing there at funerals. Uh, I know sometimes that song, Does Jesus Care? When you've lost a loved one. Even that verse that says, Does he care when I've lost the dearest on earth to me? And even though we know it, it's still such a blessing to, to come to that verse every time. Oh yes, he cares. We know it. But still to hear it in song comforts us so much. Uh, we have a lady in our church that the Lord is probably going to be calling home very soon. Mrs. Derlich. And uh, uh, those, those funeral times are so special. Uh, we think of that song, Saved by Grace. Someday the silver cord will break. And I no more as now shall sing, but all the joy. When I shall wake within the palace of the king and I shall see him face to face. And tell the story saved by grace and I shall see him face to face and tell that story saved by grace. I remember going off to Bible college and being homesick. I was away from my fridge and my family and my family. You get to, you get to college and they hand you the rules and the requirements. And you're like, <laughs> lots of rules, lots of requirements, away from my home, away from my family, again, away from my fridge. 
uh, homesickness. But I remember somebody singing, uh, Adar Sol McCoy, he's with the Lord now, he started singing a song about the Lord's faithfulness and how, how it encouraged my heart. Uh, songs in the night. Um, there in the book of Job, it talks about songs in the night. Job, uh, you don't have to turn there, stay in, unless you want to, but Job 35.10, but none saith, where is God my maker who giveth songs in the night? Uh, the psalmist in Psalm 76, or 77 verse 6 said, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I call to remembrance my song in the night. I commune with my own heart and my spirit made diligent search. In Acts chapter 16, we hear some songs in the night. And again, we're not always interested in songs in the night. Sometimes, oh, we are. But other times, if I was, you know, last night, I was sleeping. And I would not have necessarily welcomed one of my children just getting up and started bellowing one of the songs that they learned. Like, ah, ah, shh, we're trying to sleep. Songs in the night are so welcome. Uh, sometimes and other times, like, Please, quiet down. I'm trying to rest. And here, it, at midnight, at midnight in this prison, Paul and Silas start singing. Uh, and it might have been that those songs of the night would have been, please, this is the one time we can escape. We can close our eyes in this prison and at least dream, dreams of freedom. We can go places in our dreams, and yet here you are singing in the night. But we found that these songs were special because in this story, the doors burst open and the prisoners could have escaped. But they said, no, we want to stay here near the songs in the night. What was it about those songs that were so special? Well, let's look at that. Tonight, uh, sir, this morning, sorry. Acts chapter 16, and we'll start with verse 16. Acts 16, 16, and we'll go up to verse 30. So let's read through that. So it starts off before Paul and Silas are in jail, leading up to what caused them to be thrown in jail. So Acts 16, 16, and it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried. So Paul and Silas are walking around and here this woman is following them around. Uh, cried saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. So I don't know if you ever listen to a Bible app. I, I like to listen to Bible.is. Sometimes I'll, I'll turn on uh, the dramatized King James, and so it'll, it'll give the King James, but it will uh, give them voices. Like when you're back in the book of Ruth, it will have Naomi's voice as an older woman and Ruth's voice as a younger woman. It kind of is fun to listen to the Bible that way, uh, dramatized. And so with this, this, uh, this woman who's possessed, it kind of has this voice of, uh, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. You know, it's kind of a little bit, uh, 
her, her voice with this demon inside of her. And verse 18, it says, this she did many days. Isn't that something? To think of this girl following them around for many days, crying out. <laughs> but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee, in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Aren't you glad that as frightening as the devil is, there's one more powerful than he and all of his demons. When her master saw, verse 19, that hope of their gains was gone, so they would make money off of her, that she would, she would, uh, she would uh, prophesy, she would say things. The devil knows stuff. Uh, and so uh, she would make use of the, the knowledge of dark knowledge and she would say things and, and she could bring her master's money. But now that she doesn't have this demon in her anymore, the master's like, ah, we can't make money off of her anymore. When her master saw that hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas. Not thank you so much for delivering her from this awful condition. It's now we can't make money off of her. We can't stand you. Isn't that sad the way the world thinks? Christians come along and we truly want to help people and, and show them a better way of living. Jesus himself went about, uh, uh, Peter told Cornelius there in Acts chapter 10, that Jesus went around doing good. That's what he did. And sometimes they wanted to throw him off a cliff. Other times they wanted to stone him and eventually they really did nail him to a tree. And I say they, but it was us, humanity. They grabbed Paul and Silas, drew them into the marketplace under the rulers, verse 20, uh, brought them to the magistrate saying, these men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs that are not lawful for us to receive. Neither do observe being Romans. Uh, and the multitude rose up together against them. The magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them and cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. So that's even more creepy, right? I mean, you have the prison itself than the inner prison. So he made sure these guys weren't escaping and made their feet fast in stocks. Uh, and I remember doing prison ministry. And after a while, you get used to the clang of the door behind you. But at first, boy, it's a... It's a uh, we're, we're, Caleb's not in here, huh? Caleb is in classes. Boy, that, the sound of the clang as the door <laughs> behind you. It's a solid and somewhat final sound. So the jailer puts them into the inner prison verse 25 and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God and the prisoners heard them songs in the night and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed and the keeper of the prison awake out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling. Isn't that something? 
when you're the prisoner, you're supposed to do all the, prison, all the trembling. And I imagine that the, the jailer, boy, he had seen men tremble in his days. He knew how to put the fear into prisoners. But something changed. The prison keeper, the jailer, he came in trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So let's look today at songs in the night. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the time that we have together. Please speak through me, Lord. Uh, Speak to hearts. Thank you for your precious word. I pray that you'd uh, just meet with us now and show us wonderful things out of your book. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, so... um, the, I, I drove my Honda Pilot. It's a vehicle. A vehicle carries things, doesn't it? Uh, this, this body is a vehicle. And someday I'm going to park this vehicle and I'm leaving it behind. <laughs> but with the resurrection, God's going to raise it up. All brand new and wonderful. No problems. Uh, no aches. No pains. No more allergies. No more limbs that are uh, being uh, broken. No more tendons that need sewed back together and crutches. But at the end of this life, Mrs. Derlich, before too long, if the Lord tarries, and there's a decent chance he will, she's going to park that vehicle and she's going to leave it behind. Death is not a frightening thing if you're saved. Uh, You just park this vehicle and your spirit goes and you stand before God. Paul was looking forward to it at the end of his life. He was looking forward to standing before the Lord, the righteous judge that would give him a crown and not to him only, but all they that love his appearing. Well, so we have a couple of vehicles. Uh, uh, Paul and Silas, they were a vehicle carrying a message. Uh, they, they, with these bodies, we go and we knock on doors, don't we? We go and we carry God. And they were going where God wanted them to go. Doing what God wanted them to do. Saying what God wanted them to say. The demoniac girl, she was doing what the devil wanted her to do. And saying something interesting. Why would she say what she was saying? What she was saying was actually true. What she said was, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us the way of salvation. Her message was true, but she was a different vehicle. She was under the control of the devil. 
The spirit of divination was on her. The, the Bible actually, the, the word is puthon. Puthon, where we get the word python from. It was a, a serpent demon that had control of her. A priestess, a, a serpent priestess, under the control, uh, they thought to have been under the control of uh, Apollo, the demon. And so she's going around behind uh, Paul and Silas, and she's crying out these words that are technically true. So you'd think that, well, doesn't a true message clean up the messenger? No, it doesn't. The messenger causes harm to the message. And we see that after a while, the Bible says that Paul, after certain days, was grieved. And the question is, why would he wait several days? Why wouldn't he right away cast out the demon? Well, I think there's, I don't know for sure. We can ask him someday in heaven why he waited. Uh, Some commentators say that, well, he was there to, to attack the control of sin and not the social problem of slavery. Slavery is a problem, but he was, if he could attack sin, and get people to get saved, then the social issues will take care of themselves at a later time. That could have been part of it. Um, it could also be that he knew that as soon as the demon was cast out and he was going to upset the flow of cash, he was going to upset the town. And he was right. As soon as he cast out this demon, they couldn't make money off of her anymore. And the, the, the flow of money would be disrupted and people get upset. When you disrupt the flow of money, even if the flow of money is coming from ungodly sources. All right. And and so he said, well, this town, again, sin, there needs to be an explosion in this town. The devil has control and and, and his, his control needs to be blown up and attacked. Things need to be opened up so that God can be glorified in this place. But... Let's be strategic when we blow things up. <laughs> let's go around. Let's, let's you know, let's, uh, earlier in this chapter, he, he wins Lydia to the Lord. Let's, let's be strategic as we're going through and we're sharing the gospel. God's doing a work. But if the, if the place needs blown up, let's do it in God's timing. So here's this woman following behind. And finally it grieves him and he casts out the demon. I'm so glad that the devil is bigger than me, but God is bigger than him. I'm so glad that I have a place I can go. So again, what she's saying is actually true, but she isn't the right messenger for the message. By the way, music carries a message. Uh, Music uh, is a vehicle that carries words. Today, we sang songs. The hymnal, we sang out of the hymnal, and uh, music is a messenger, and a message all its own. Music is a message all by itself, and then you put words with it. And so we talked about yesterday, how that you can have wonderful words that can either be lifted by a wonderful melody or smothered by a melody that pushes it down and takes all the glory for itself. She was not the right messenger for the message. And the Bible teaches us that God cares about the messenger and the message. 
what music you put with the words, God cares. Good words don't fix bad music. Bad music blasphemes good words. And we see here that, um, that she was not the messenger for those words. In fact, listen to this. Uh, something similar happened. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 4, verses 40 through 41. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, and he laid hands on them, every one of them, and healed them. And devils also came out of many crying and saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. So Jesus is casting out devils, and the devils, as they come out, are saying, Thou art Christ, the Son of God. That's true, isn't it? But what did Jesus say to them? And he, this is in Luke chapter 4, verses, verses 40 and 41, and he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak. So God cares about the message and he cares about the messenger. For they knew he was Christ. True words from a false source, it doesn't work. By the way, the Bible says we're not allowed to take the Lord's name in vain. It's an awful crime, according to the Bible, to take God's name in vain. Well, you'd say, wait a second. Isn't God's name powerful to sanctify whatever context it's used in? God's name is powerful. But God says, my name doesn't sanctify whatever context you use it in. You make sure the context of my name is holy. My name is holy. You use it in a holy context. But isn't your name powerful enough to fix whatever context? No! That's not how it works. Don't use your wicked human logic. My name is powerful and holy. And you use it in a, in a holy manner. Good words don't fix a worldly sound. A worldly sound cheapens and mocks good words. So we contrast the vehicle, uh, the vehicles, Paul and Silas, with her. They were under God's control. They were God's messengers. They were set apart unto God. So uh, they cast out the demon. Now she's in a much, much better condition. And are the townspeople excited that they've helped somebody? No. No. And we see that where churches will go into a place and they'll go and knock on doors and they'll try to reach out to the less fortunate. Uh, they'll, try to help, uh, they'll try to help people in a community and love on people and be kind to people. And then pretty soon the, the, the town, a lot of times some will, will start to lie about the church. They'll say, well, they're doing it for this reason. They're doing it for this. They're doing it for that. And all sorts of things happen. Unfortunately, you, you, so they brought them before the magistrates. These men being Jews, they teach us customs and, and this and that. And the magistrates rip off their clothing. <laughs> they, they, you know, they, they have to put on a big show about caring about people. <laughs> she, they just helped this woman. They helped this woman who was being used to make money. 
She was being used and abused by owners to make money. And they helped her. And the town was upset. Huh! Reminds us of today sometimes. Now praise God we live in America. Praise God we live in America. But even in America, a lot of times uh, they look down on the wonderful things churches do for the honor and glory of God. So now they find themselves in jail. They're beaten and thrown in jail. They're, the, the stripes are laid upon them. Their bodies are made fast in stocks. And so there they are in jail. And uh, boy, you would think that, uh, huh, Lord, we, we tried to honor you and now look at us. Now look at us. Isn't that how we are sometimes? God, you up there, look. You look. I tried to honor you and now you look where I am. You look where I am. I tried to honor you and you look where... You know what? It's not good for us to be so self-centered. They were like, you look where I am. You know what's good for us to do? Is to keep looking where he is. I honored you. And look, you're still on the throne. You're still good. You're still in charge. You're still wonderful. You're still worthy of singing about. And it's, it's easier said than done. You'll go through hard times. And you'll be tempted to say, God, I want you to look at where I am. And God, oh, I know exactly where you are. But you know what's better than us both focusing on where you are? For you to focus on where I am. I'm still in charge. Now, preaching is important. 1 Corinthians 1, 21b, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. But godly music is important too. Does it say that Paul and Silas were preaching in the jail? I don't know. They might have done some preaching. The Bible says they prayed and sang. They prayed and they sang. Oh, it's wonderful. Godly music is important too. And what did they sing? I don't know, but, but in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said this. Matthew 5, verses 10 through 12. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Was that Paul and Silas? Were they persecuted for righteousness' sake? For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Do you suppose they rejoiced and were exceeding glad because great was their reward in heaven? Because they were persecuted for righteousness sake. Now Paul himself would write to the church of Colossae and the church at Ephesus the importance of singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. What did Paul and Silas sing that night? I don't know. But I think they rejoiced and were exceeding glad because they were persecuted for righteousness sake. Because instead of demanding that God look down at where they are, they were looking up at where God was and remembering he was still on the throne. And I think they sang psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. 
What would those be? Well, singing psalms, that's singing scripture. Psalm 40, verse 3. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall, shall trust in the Lord. Psalm 1. I like the, the Ron Hamilton Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. What did Paul and Silas sing? Well, I think they sang psalms. I think they sang hymns. What are hymns? Hymns are, are odes of praise. They sang odes in the Old Testament. Saul was excited to hear the odes at first. <laughs> they, they sang odes. Uh, listen, the, 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 can you see Saul? Uh, come, come to the window, everybody. I think I just heard my name. Come to the window there in, in 1 Samuel 18. Huh? Listen, I, I, they're singing about me. There is a Saul has slain his thousands, but David. <laughs> See Saul. Wait, somebody else's name. But David has slain his ten thousands. Odes of praise. See in the in the Bible days they would sing praise to the conquering heroes. Sing praise to the conquering heroes. And can I just tell you, there's one conquering hero greater than all the rest. That's my God. That's my God. Through his death on the cross, he defeated sin and death and hell. Oh boy, if there were conquering heroes worth singing about, uh, like the great heroes of old, there's one worth singing about far greater than any other Boy, I, they, I think they sang psalms. I think they sang hymns. Kind of like what we like to sing. All praise to him who reigns above in majesty supreme, who gave his son for man to die, that he might man redeem. His name above all names shall stand exalted more and more at God the Father's own right hand where angel hosts adore. Redeemer, Savior, friend of man, once ruined by the fall, thou hast devised salvation's plan, for thou hast died for all. His name shall be the counselor, the mighty prince of peace, of all earth's kingdom's conqueror, whose reign shall never cease. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name, blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I wonder if the prisoners at first were like, Be quiet! I don't know. It says the prisoners heard them. And it sure seems like at nighttime, when you can get a little bit of rest, when you can close your eyes and escape the dreariness and the drudgery and the pain and the misery and the awfulness of being in jail. Do you suppose Paul said... We're going to make some noise. And Silas, listen, no. Listen, the, the one blessed escape these men have. The one blessed escape these men have is when they can close their eyes. And sleep. And dream of freedom. 
You're going to disrupt that? And maybe Paul looked over and said, listen, we're going to sing about the one that can give them real freedom that they don't have to dream about. If we're going to disrupt their sleep, we better have something better than sleep. And we do. We do. I think they sang psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, songs of testimony. Um, You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Paul and Silas had something better than the jailer that was outside those walls had. And in the night, the jailer listened. And you say, boy, the middle of the night. I remember Alec came to me a couple years ago. And he's like, Dad, he was reading his Bible. He said, what does this verse mean? And he, he read Psalm 27, verse 14. He that blesseth his friends with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it shall be counted a curse to him. <laughs> he's like, what does that mean, Dad? I'm like, well, let's, let's take that slowly. He that blesseth his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning. Like, I think it's talking about like super early in the morning when his friend is enjoying some rest, enjoying some sleep. And his friend comes in and blesses him with a loud voice. It shall be counted a curse to him. He's like, Dad, what does that mean? Well, son, I think what it's saying is when people are sleeping, keep your voice down! (laughs) Um, and then when, you're, when your children learn how to whistle for the first time, Brother Kincaid, like, oh, listen to that. They know how to whistle. And then they're whistling in the backseat of the car endlessly. And you're like, listen. <laughs> I'm so glad that you know how to whistle now. This car is the car of no sing-sing. No whistle-whistle. You can whistle in the woods, far from mom and dad. (laughs) Uh, You know, God doesn't want us to be obnoxious as we praise the Lord. um, But he wants us to praise the Lord. You say, uh, the world will will think it's obnoxious, so I keep my voice down. No, God commands us to let your light so shine. But let it shine in such a way that they look and they are inspired to glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Shine your light. Sing your praise. There was freedom in those songs. And what was wonderful, so I I didn't even give you my second point. Contrasting the vehicles and then considering the value of those songs. Consider the value of those songs in the night. They were so valuable that at the end of the night, when when the prison doors opened, The prisoners did not leave. There's freedom out there, they might have thought. Somehow those prisoners thought, no, 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 there's a better freedom right here. There's some freedom in those songs. There's some freedom in the one that these men are singing about. There's more freedom behind the bars than out there. I want to be right here. There was something special about those songs in the night.
Now, we don't even know for sure if Paul and Silas had good voices. We don't even know that for sure. They could have been off a little bit. And, and, and who knows? Imagine if the jailer, he had like perfect pitch. We don't even know. So there's the jailer potentially out there like, oh, 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 those guys are behind a few bars and can't find the right key. And he's like, oh, I have it. <laughs> As he's listening and, and he's like, those guys are nuts in there. Those guys are weird. They don't know that I'm the one with freedom. As they kept singing, I think the jailer through the night thought, you know what? Those guys are nuts, but you, you got to hand it to them. They seem to be sold on what they believe. And through the night, he's listening. And the Bible indicates that eventually he falls asleep. He falls asleep. Because when the doors are open, and it must have been pretty dark, uh, because the Bible says he grabbed a light and sprang in. He couldn't see. And so there he is asleep. Can you imagine the jailer? He's been listening to the songs and thinking, those guys are nuts. But apparently they sure believe what they're singing. Those guys are nuts. But apparently they value the songs. As the world listens to you, does the world think the same thing? Those Christians are nuts. But they sure are sold on what they believe. And so at some point the jailer goes to sleep that night thinking those guys are nuts. But they have something I, I don't think I do. But there and there, and I'm out here. But still, it sure seems like there's something they have. And he falls asleep. And an earthquake comes. And it takes him a little while. Uh, two nights ago, my, my, truck, my truck alarm went off in the middle of the night. And my wife was laughing at me because it took me a while to figure out what it was. I'm reaching, my, I'm reaching for my phone to show off the alarm, and, and it's literally, the, 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 the headlights are shining in through the window, and it's honking. It's obvious to her right away what it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for stuff, like shutting off, uh, you know, and she's like looking at me like, it ta it's taking them a while to figure out what's going on. Can you see the jailer? There's an earthquake in this jail, and he's like, he's like, ah! he, he kind of, he kind of, he, 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 the Bible says he grabbed the lamp, so he doesn't have the lamp yet. He wakes up, and he's rubbing his eyes, and he's like, oh, who am I? Where am I? What am I doing? Oh, I'm a jailer. I'm watching men. Ah! And he looks and sees every door is open. By the time he comes to his senses, he supposed that they're all gone. And he thinks, oh, they're going to kill me. I'm going to be punished. My bosses are going to kill me. I'm going to be punished. My life has no value to them. The, the prisoners are gone. They don't value me at all. I'm going to be killed. And the Bible says that he, 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 he draws his sword. And he goes to kill himself. 
And a blessed voice comes from the darkness. Stop. Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Someday I'm going to ask him in heaven what that moment was like. Those guys that I looked down my nose at all night that sang their songs about Christ. And now I'm in this moment where my bosses don't value me at all. And they're going to kill me because these guys have escaped. But these guys that I've been cruel to through the night, those are the ones that value my life. Those are the people that truly value me. And again, this world will look at Christians and say, you're nuts. But God brings them to those points where we can come along and say, do thyself no harm. And they'll say, I have thought you were crazy. But finally, my eyes are open. You're the only ones that have truly valued me. The ones that signed my paycheck. They'll kill me. They... they I don't mean anything to them. You Christians, you're the ones that truly value me. And I listen to your songs in the night. Blessed is the man that walketh not, and, and his delight is in the law of the Lord, and, and blessed be the name. And, and you ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my... The one you sang about last night. Notice the jailer never says, why are you all still here? He never says that. We are all here. He doesn't ask, why? Don't you know how jailbreaks work? When the door opens, you escape. Did nobody teach you that part of getting, escaping and freedom? He doesn't go into that at all. The Bible says he grabbed the light sprang in trembling and he doesn't ask why haven't you left why are you all here he comes in I have to know this what you sang about all night sirs what must I do Consider the value of those songs. And then the last thing, crave the victory of those songs. Boy, as you shine for God, somebody's watching. And they will think you're nuts at first. They think you Christians are nuts. You sing these, these songs of, of praise and joy to God. and, and <laughs> Boy, those Christians are nuts. But you've got to hand it to them. They seem to really get behind their praises and the one they're singing to and singing about. But again, I still think they're nuts. But God brings them to that point, possibly where they're about to die. They're about to do harm to themselves. And you, your voice can cry out and say, stop, we care about you. Don't harm yourself. We care about you. Don't harm yourself. And it will be then where the light comes on. You Christians are the only ones that have truly cared about me. The love of God 
is being channeled through your lives to me. Oh, what must I do to be saved? What a precious story. Songs in the night. We looked first of all of contrasting those vehicles. The, the demoniac woman was saying true things, but it doesn't matter. The right words don't sanctify an unclean vessel. You want to be clean as you carry the, the, the message of the cross. And you want to have music, holy music, to carry holy words. Holy words don't fix an unholy sound. The unholy sound mocks the holy words. We contrasted the vehicles. Then we considered the value of the songs. They were so precious that the jailers, I'm sorry, the other prisoners didn't want to leave. They stayed in jail with Paul and Silas because those songs were so precious. The truth of those songs. And then, let's crave the victory of those songs. Those songs brought victory. The jailer listened to them through the night. And then at the moment where he could, where he was going to take his life, they said, do thyself no harm. And he came in. He didn't ask why they were still there. Somehow he knew why they were there. Because they valued him. And he felt them value him and said, what must I do to be saved? 